Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. Are we really counting the Cardinals out of the NL pennant race? This year will be better than last year for the Chargers. Well, they hope. And look for the quarterback battles when looking for good preseason drama. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. We know about the true contenders in the National League. The Dodgers are a super team. The Padres are trying to build their own super team. But don't forget about... Some other teams, some teams that might have championship pedigree of their own, like the St. Louis Cardinals. You might have heard of them. Best fans in baseball, they say. J.D. Haffron from Locked On Cardinals joining me now, and they are in first place. Much to my chagrin as a Brewers fan, the Cardinals are in the NL Central. So tell me why the contenders, Dodgers, Padres, etc., the Mets should be afraid of the St. Louis Cardinals. I'll give you one word, Goldenado, as we call them in St. Louis. The combination of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, just them two together, uh, possible MVP candidates. Uh, Paulie, I would I would guess, is the leader in the clubhouse right now. I know Alonzo's doing well, but uh, Trey Turner with the Dodgers. But Goldschmidt's been amazing all year. And then you've got Nolan Arenado batting cleanup right behind him. And uh, you get those two guys going at the same time, which they haven't really done yet this year. They're a dangerous lineup. They're absolutely dangerous. And a couple of acquisitions at the trade deadline, adding a couple left-handers to that rotation has really kind of balanced things out for them. And all, 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 all forces going ahead right now. They, they've got a positive vibe in the clubhouse and they're, they're feeling themselves right now. It has been the Milwaukee Brewers that have led this division for much of the season. They have struggled over the last month or so um, that the hater trade seems to have derailed them a little bit. What has allowed the Cardinals, and they've been, you know, sort of nip and tuck most of the season, but what has allowed St. Louis to ride out this early season Brewers wave and now overtake them, although they are still just separated by less than a game? Yeah, I, I would say more that it's um, you've had the consistency uh, of the aforementioned Goldschmidt and Arenado, but uh, Wainwright, Adam Wainwright and Miles Michaelis, have been able to stay healthy, both of them this year, and consistent as well at the top of that rotation. I mean, you got to remember, they were neither one of them were supposed to be an ace for this team. It was supposed to be Jack Flaherty, who's been dealing with injuries all year, was coming back from an injury. They were hoping he could slide right back into that top spot. Hasn't happened. But because of the fact that Michaelis, who has been hurt for the last two and a half years, has been able to become an all-star this year, Adam Wainwright just doesn't seem to grow old I really think that and the combination of uh, Goldie and Arenado is what's been able to keep this team afloat throughout all of the injuries they've dealt with, got them to the trade deadline, and has been able to keep up with the Milwaukee Brewers so far this season. Okay, all that being said, this is a, this is a great story. The Cardinals re, retooling, as they are often want to do, but the Dodgers have a payroll that rivals like Tesla, <laughs> uh, the Padres have traded for all of the players. So what could the Cardinals do in a series with one of those teams that would make you say, okay, 
they have enough because I look at them and I go, okay, do they have the, do they have the pitching necessary? Do they have the, the, the depth at, at, as starters to go toe to toe with number one, those lineups, but number two, those rotations. Honestly, it, it, any, getting into a series with any of those teams is going to be pretty darn tough. Um, I, I would think that you would just have to hope that one of those starters, whether it's Michaelis or Wainwright or one of the new guys, whether uh, Jordan Montgomery, who they got from the Yankees, or Quintana, uh, who they got from the Pirates, can uh, you know almost pull off a miracle in that number three spot of the rotation. Offensively, you've uh, you, you've got the two big boys, but uh, you've also got a couple of switch hitters in Edmund, uh, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill starting to come around, and then you've got the uh, the old man dad strength of uh, Yadi Molina and one Albert Pujols. Uh, they're, they're fighting for their, for their last season in the pro. So maybe it's one of those like rally cries <laughs> for the team to say, let's do it for Albert or let's do it for Yachty. They can get them past one of those teams. Honestly, th- those teams are, are a different level right now, but the, the Cardinals are believing in themselves, which, you know, confidence can make all the difference on a ball club going down the stretch. Stay up to date on the St. Louis Cardinals by subscribing to locked on sports today and the locked on Cardinals podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, why this year will be different for the Chargers. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. This flavor is next level with the protein-infused marshmallow, the actual chunks of cookie dough, and all, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. Cookie dough chunk puffs have only 160 calories somehow. I don't get it. Do you get it? No, probably not. 15 grams of protein? That's not real. That can't, that can't be. And yet, it is because I've had them. They're delicious. And you could have them too. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is expected to start Friday's preseason opener against the Jaguars. The team made the announcement Wednesday just before boarding a flight to Jacksonville. Watson and the Browns are waiting to see whether he will be suspended longer than the six-game suspension he was handed for violating the personal conduct policy by disciplinary officer Sue Robinson last week. On August 3rd, the NFL appealed Robinson's ruling as it seeks a tougher punishment for Watson. The first preseason game typically sees the starting quarterback on the sidelines for the whole thing. So this feels like a targeted maneuver by the Browns. The Detroit Tigers spent money this past offseason and it has yet to pay off on the field, so changes were made. The Tigers fired longtime general manager Al Avila on Wednesday. Avila had spent more than two decades with the organization, including the past seven years as general manager after first serving as assistant GM. He was the only Latin American GM in the sport. During Avila's tenure, the Tigers finished in last place in the AL Central four times and currently occupy the basement with a 43 and 68 record, a minus 122 run differential, oof. Both third worst in the majors. An NFL investigation found the Miami Dolphins did in fact illegally tamper in their efforts to sway Tom Brady and Sean Payton to come to South Beach. So is Tua Tungabailoa worried? 
I mean, I'm still here, he said. To me, that's all noise at this point. Tungavailoa and the Dolphins practice with Brady's Buccaneers on Wednesday. Uh, a little awkward. The first of two joint practices before the team's preseason opener Saturday at Raymond James Stadium. The timing of their joint practice coincidentally comes one week after the NFL disciplined Miami for impermissible contact with Brady in 2019 and 2021. On the diamond, the Seattle Mariners beat the New York Yankees for the second time in less than 24 hours to take the regular season series. In front of a sold-out crowd at T-Mobile Park on Wednesday afternoon, your Seattle Mariners won their season series against the New York Yankees. This is Tidy Gonzalez, host of the Locked On Mariners podcast. This game wasn't nearly as absurd as last night's 13-inning affair was, and honestly, no game could probably match that. They were up 1-0, but then it started to look as if they were not going to be able to pull this one out. Robbie Ray, after going 96 pitches through his first six innings of work, was sent back out for the seventh, went for a season-high 115 pitches, but on his 115th pitch, he gave up a two-run home run to Kyle Higashioka, and then Penn Murphy gave up Aaron Judge's 45th home run of the season to make it 3-1 Yankees. And at that point, it seemed like, okay, the Mariners, given their offensive struggles after the last few days, were not going to, going to be able to claw their way back. I was absolutely wrong in assuming that. And anyone else who assumed that was absolutely wrong as the Mariners immediately got back into this game and retook the lead from the Yankees. And now they are 61 and 52, holding on to the second wild card and inching closer and closer to the Blue Jays for that first wild card in the American League. We're going to be covering more of the game on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. It's our post game show. Be sure to check it out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you then. And the LA Angels completed a sweep of the lowly Oakland A's. Well, it took 12 innings, but the Angels complete the sweep of the Oakland A's. What's going on, everybody? It's John from Locked On Angels. And while Tuki Toussaint started this game and had a great outing, it wasn't until the 12th that the Angels were finally able to come through and complete the sweep. I'm going to keep saying that because it is very sweet. I mean sweet. And of course, Luis Renjifo, still being Luis Renbifo, hit a three-run home run. And then Jesse Chavez, who might still be on the A's payroll, if I'm not mistaken, he gave up the three-run lead after Andrew Wance loaded the bases. However, Magnaris Sierra got both of the two RBIs that the Angels needed, even though the A's came back and it was 4-4. to Sierra did it again and made it 5-4. to So between Luis Renjifo and Sierra, they were the ones who helped us win this game and complete the sweep. Mike and I are going to talk about it on Locked On Angels, so be sure you tune in wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Here is another story you need to know. Maybe you've seen the Super Bowl odds. The LA Chargers right up there in the mix with the contenders that we're used to seeing. This is a Chargers team loaded with talent that loaded up in the offseason. Big name free agents. They bring in Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, and of course they have the incandescent Justin Herbert at quarterback. Joining me now from Locked On Chargers, David Drogemeyer. David, my question for you. This is a Chargers team that has had a lot of talent in the past that people like me outside of the Chargers orbit have said, this is the year for the Chargers. And then 
you know, you saw what happened. It, it wasn't. So why is this year different? This year's different because they have depth now. I mean, that that is the the most important commodity to have in the NFL. Obviously, you want to have top end talent, but inevitably you're going to deal with injuries and you're going to have to have guys that can come in and step in and play adequately to be able to keep you afloat. And I think now the Chargers absolutely have that. Obviously, now on defense, the most important thing that they did was go get Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson and Khalil Mack because those guys are absolutely amazing at stopping the run like Austin Johnson and Sebastian Joseph day were top 15 in run stop percentage in the league. That's what they did. And the Chargers signed them for that exact, that exactly that reason. And then Khalil Mack, obviously amazing pass rusher, but an incredible run stopper too. And he has been his entire career. He brings a physicality and an edge to this Chargers defense that was missing last year. They didn't make massive changes on the offense an offense that was Pretty good last season. Um, although when you have Justin Herbert, um, you always want to feel like they should be, you know, one, two, three, four in the league. That said, they add Zion Johnson in the draft. It looks like he's going to be a day one starter for this offensive line. What can the offense do to take what is probably just a mini step forward to get this team where it wants to go? Yeah, I mean, I think for the offense last year, yeah, they were fantastic. They were top five in the NFL. They were very explosive. But I think what what really frustrated a lot of Charger fans was them not taking shots on early downs. They were just not very aggressive on first and second down. And when you have a quarterback that has the ability to really make any throw on the football field with a rocket arm, can throw on the run, is very, very accurate, very athletic. You want to see some more shots on those early downs. And I think with a, an improved offensive line, um, they're going to be able to, and an improved running game with the addition of Isaiah Spiller, I think that's going to be uh, an underrated add to Austin Eckler to really provide some balance there, maybe take some more of those in-between-the-tackle type runs and spell Austin Eckler so you get the freshest, version of Austin Eckler but it's all about the quarterback baby so Justin Herbert just being more aggressive on those early downs I think that's what takes this offense to the next level in terms of a team that was fighting for a playoff berth last season came down to the final week of the season that awesome game against the Raiders where both teams could have just kneeled out the clock and tied and both gone to the playoffs yeah the, the Chargers have an opportunity here to go from out of the playoffs to serious contenders. Let me flip this conversation a little bit. If there's something that you're worried about, something that you think could hold this team back, what is it? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at this team and you, you look for weaknesses, there's not a whole lot, but there's two on one side of each side of the ball, excuse me. It's the right tackle position. There's just a lot of uncertainty there. They don't know what they're going to have with Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton. By all accounts, they both look much better. Myself and my partner, Daniel, have both been out at, at training camp practices on numerous different occasions, and they are much, much better. They are improved, and they have to be, because last year, nine sacks and 60 pressures by Storm Norton is not going to cut it. You need to have more and better quality protection for Justin Herbert. If you want him to be able to take those deep shots, you can't worry about that right side. And then on defense, it's all about the interior uh, the, the linebackers are very hurt right now. They're very injured. They're very inexperienced. But I think the one thing to remember is in Brandon Staley's defensive scheme, they really do not emphasize the value of the linebacker. 
they're really more about the the defensive backs that are in dime a lot more than they are in their base packages. So, but those are the two biggest concerns for the Chargers heading into this season. Stay up to date on the LA Chargers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Chargers podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, QB battles change everything for a preseason game. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. How about two preseason football spreads? The New York Giants are in Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Bet Online likes the Giants by two and a half in this one. And the Tennessee Titans travel to face the Baltimore Ravens. Bet Online likes the home team Ravens by three and a half. Bet Online, where the game starts. The first preseason games usually just offer fans the ability to see players on the field against another team, usually with little to no drama, unless there's a position battle, and especially if that position battle is at QB. Locked on NFL host Tyler Rowland was giving his preseason games he's excited about to his co-host Alex Clancy, and he singled out two specific games because of QB battles. Uh, Dan Campbell and Arthur Smith, the head coaches of Detroit and Atlanta, respectively, have both agreed that they're going to play their starters throughout the first couple of series, maybe the first quarter. Up, uh, I'm excited to watch that. Obviously, the Lions being on hard knocks, you get excited. But Atlanta does have a little bit of a, of a quarterback battle going on with Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota. So that would be very interesting to watch. And they have two pretty high-profile rookies on those teams with Aiden Hutchinson for Detroit and then uh, Drake London for Atlanta. Another one that I want to watch, and, and I can't lie to you, it's kind of like why people go outside and look at car wrecks and they can't take their eyes off of it. I want to watch the Panthers versus the Commanders uh, just to see the, the, the battle at quarterback and how bad it could be. All indications are that Carson Wentz, shocker, is struggling with inconsistency and inaccuracy uh, in camp. They also, I believe the commanders have Sam Howe. And then for the Panthers, it seems clear that Baker Mayfield is ahead of Sam Darnold, but I don't think either of those guys are too incredible or, you know, so good that they don't have to play in the game. I think they want to keep up an illusion of a quarterback competition. So not only that, but Matt Corral and P.J. Walker are exciting backup options on Carolina. So I think from a quarterback perspective, I'm excited to watch what could be a little bit of a train wreck in uh, Washington versus Carolina. So that's one that I'm interested in. The thing about preseason QB battles is if you need preseason to figure out who your quarterback is, if two quarterbacks are battling, then you don't have one. That's the reality of the situation. The Buccaneers, the Packers, the Chiefs, they're not worried about who their quarterback is. They know who their quarterback is. If you're worried about Mitch Trubisky versus Kenny Pickett, you're already in a really bad position. And these teams that are finding themselves trying to figure out who their quarterback is, well, you might not have one. And finally, Juan Soto had worked the count full in the fourth inning of Tuesday night's Padres-Giants game. So full, he thought he walked. The home plate umpire had to break the bad news to Soto that he still had to face another pitch. It had been called a strike. Soto settled back into the box and crushed the next pitch into the right field seats for his first dinger as a Padre. Seems a little bit better than a walk. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make that your second listen. 
Coming up tomorrow, we take a look around the NFL training camps as the first preseason games begin this weekend. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.